Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. Nicholas Rod, Chris Baker here with you on this Friday morning. Chris, how are we doing this morning? Actually, before we get into that, give us the weather, then tell us how you're doing. In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 83, with a partly cloudy weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is partly cloudy, 96, with a sunny weekend. Chicago, Illinois, it is partly cloudy, 87, with a partly cloudy weekend. And in New York City, it is sunny, 83, with the rain coming in this weekend. All right, so again, how are you doing, Chris? It feels good to have you back here with us once again. Doesn't it? It feels wonderful. Always glad to um, have you back. I'm just glad I can do the weather because, you know, I hear you do the weather and it's just not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. You're it, not never the feels right. it never You're feels not... right uh, when I do it, but, you know, I, I got to do the best I can uh, and just hope that it, it, it's at least passable. You, you know, I'll just say it. You're no meteorologist. And that's no, okay. No, that's fine. That's okay. I've never claimed um, to be one. Um, you know, that's fine. I'll be the meteorologist. And, you know, it, it's fine. It, it's truly fine. Yeah. yeah. You do the best you can. You know, this is why we declare you as the meteorologist. And it's why I'm the good news king. And you also have Broad Street going for you. So that, that's... Uh, that's always good. Yeah. So I got the meteorologist in Broad Street. You got good news, but you know what? You're making it work. I have to give you credit. You're an okay meteorologist. Nothing special, but you know. Yeah, I'm like the the second string on the team. I'm the backup that gets called in every now and again. No, uh, you're like the twelve o'clock news meteorologist. Okay. You know what? Fair enough. <laughs> I can and I'm like that. the, I'm like prime time <clears throat> news meteorologist. You're top notch. There's mm-hmm. just no doubt about it. What can I say? I'm very good at reading numbers. <laughs> uh, the best around here. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. But uh, anything exciting going on? Anything at all? Um, my desk is currently a mess. Yeah, yeah, you and I were talking about that before uh, before we started recording here, and you know, I'm a little shocked that you've let it get to the state it has. You know, I'm just looking around at my desk right now, and I have a box on my desk that had papers in it. Mm-hmm. I have a medical book. I have a medical dictionary. I have stamps, I got bills, I got envelopes to be sent out to people, I got not one, not two, not three, but four calculators for some reason, (laughs) and I got candy and chips, um, and a few electronics, and uh, enough pens, I can tell you that much. And that's just on this desk, the other desk has don't even want to look yeah no i'm I'm surprised you've let it get uh to the state it has you know not everyone might know this but uh you you tend to be a little crazy about trying to keep things organized what can i say i'm just the best in the biz even though your desk has gotten to the state it has yes because you know what they say about a uh dirty desk that means you're a busy busy businessman 
you know, I want to argue that statement, but I don't have the proof to back it up, so I'll just say okay. You know, I always thought that was the dumbest thing in the world until I had a full-time job, I had a business, and I was in college. Mm. And now, kaboom, here we are. (laughs) Now we're in this magical situation. Well, I know you'll end up cleaning it anyway eventually. But it's still fun to uh, make fun of you for it now. Yeah, and just for giggles, on my other, I have like a stand-up counter desk. Mm. Um, I got a printer on it. That's normal. Got a whiteboard. I got a little filing system that has junk just thrown all over it. Receipts and checks and fun (laughs) stuff. I got my briefcase. I got my school diploma still sitting there. (laughs) Just it's been there ever since graduation. I have a Dr. Seuss book there. I have a few gift cards, a rubber ducky, and a few documents. That uh, that collection of items definitely goes together. There, there's no... I think no. the rubber ducky is the best part. The rubber ducky is definitely the icing on the cake. I think I should just... That should be my traveling rubber ducky. I should throw it in my briefcase. <laughs> just take a rubber ducky wherever you go. Important business meeting. Hold on. I got to take out my rubber ducky. Honestly, I would pay you to do that. Okay, I will do it. Like, $5 to just continuously carry that around. Well, that's nothing. I would do that part for free. <laughs> I mean, it's got sunglasses on it. So a cool rubber duck. What oh, can I say? That is a cool, just kind of chilling rubber duck. It's upside down, though. Oh. Well, I don't know why it's upside down. You know, it just likes to uh, likes to be adventurous with how it spends its time. And just one final note of a weird thing that's in my office before we get into the news, because now I'm kind of looking around and looking at the mess. I have a mailbox on the floor, so <laughs> I'm waiting for the mailman to come into the office and deliver the mail. Yeah, I was because. Uh, what are we waiting for here? Just like mail to magically show up in the box. Like, mm-hmm. did, did you forgot? Did, uh, did you forget how uh, mail gets delivered? Or what's the situation no, here? Just, bud? just leave me in my mailbox alone. I, I have a lot of questions about the mailbox, but I'm afraid we probably don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, cool. you know what, Nick? Sometimes it's better to mind your own business. I'll end up asking later for sure. Um, unfortunately, you guys might not get to hear, or maybe you know we'll make a special report out of it. But there is a major catch to this: to enter the country, you must be fully vaccinated against COVID nineteen at least fourteen days prior to arrival, and you must provide proof of vaccination to the Canadian government before you are allowed it. You can upload these records to the Canadian government's website, but you also must provide proof with the original copy of your vaccine card when attempting to enter the country. There are certain vaccine brands that are currently sanctioned for the Canadian government that is acceptable. Those are Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and Johnson & Johnson. All travelers coming into Canada, regardless of vaccination status, you must be asymptomatic and will be required to prove a negative PCR test 
or molecular tests 72 hours prior to requesting entry into the country. However, on that same note, fully vaccinated travelers will not need a negative test unless they are randomly selected at the port of entry. Unvaccinated minors under the age of 12 with vaccinated parents or guardians will not have to quarantine for 14 days. The border with Canada has been closed to non-essential travel since the beginning of the pandemic, that being in March of 2020. Plan to the United Kingdom, you may need to rethink that. The U.S. State Department and the CDC have issued a level four do not travel order saying Americans should not go to the United Kingdom. Why? A huge spike in COVID 19 cases in England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Just this week, the UK has recorded 50,000 new cases in just one day. That's the first time that's happened in six months. The State Department did have the United Kingdom at a level three alert since May. Obviously, the situation has now changed. So what will happen if you go? Well, the UK is still allowing U.S. citizens into the country. But once you are there, you will face a couple of restrictions, including COVID-19 testing requirements and quarantine. When you return to the U.S., you will be required to show a negative COVID-19 test before you're even allowed to board the international flight back home. And that is regardless of your vaccination status. So just a recap of all the countries that what their deal is with traveling. Canada's border is open to vaccinated Americans August 9th. Mexico has no official restrictions for Americans entering. The United States has extended the Canada-Mexico land border closure to all non-essential travel through August 21st. The Department of Homeland Security announced Wednesday the border between the U.S. and Canada and the U.S. and Mexico border will remain closed to all non-essential travel until August 21st. This may even be extended past that, and the reason being is the Delta variant. Now, yes, people from Canada and Mexico have been allowed to fly into the country and have been allowed to travel by cruise ship within the U.S. as long as they meet several requirements, including negative COVID-19 test results. Now, it's important to remember that this order only applies to the northern and the southern land borders of the United States. There has been more and more confusion for parents that are sending their kids back to school in just a few weeks. The question is, do we mask or not? According to the American Academy of Pediatric Physicians, say students belong in the classroom for the 2021 school year, no matter their vaccination status. All school staff and children above the age of two should be wearing a mask on campus. And the reasons why they say the masks should be worn is, Significant number of students are not yet eligible to be vaccinated. Masks work to protect the unvaccinated and reduce transmission. And the current lack of systems to monitor vaccine status among students, teachers, and staff. The difficulty of ending a mask policy for those who are unvaccinated in school. 
Of course, pediatricians do have serious concerns when it comes to the highly contagious Delta variant that is currently going around. The American Academy of Pediatrics says that all students, teachers, and staff should be vaccinated. And once younger age groups are eligible, it may be necessary to require COVID-19 vaccination for all in-person learning, just like the other vaccines that you have to get uh, for school. Now, the CDC has a slightly different view for kids in schools. The CDC says that masks are not required for students and staff who are fully vaccinated. So if you are a parent, what should you do? Well, the thing is, the American Academy of Pediatrics says one thing and the CDC says another. And in this case, the CDC guidelines do leave room for states, cities, and other agencies to make their own judgments on prevention measures in schools. And this is all based on what is going on in that area of the country. So really, it will be up to them uh, to decide what will be necessary and what will be required. We are now learning more information on who will be responsible for getting to the bottom of line of what really happened on the attack of the Capitol on January 6th. There have been eight members named by the Democratic side a few weeks ago, including Representative Benny Thompson, the chair from Mississippi, Representative Adam Schiff, California, Representative Jamie Raskin, Maryland, Representative Zoe Lofgren of California, Representative Pete Aguilar of California, Representative Elaine Loria from Virginia, Representative Stephanie Murphy, Florida, Republican Representative Liz Cheney was also selected by the House Speaker to sit on the committee. The committee is tasked with several things. These include investigating the facts, circumstances, and causes related to the January 6th attack on the Capitol, the preparedness of local, state, and federal law enforcement and intelligence agencies, and determining factors related to this attack, including the online activities conducted by those who participated in the attack. The committee will also collect, build on, and analyze the evidence already collected by other committees. The select committee does have subpoena power and is required to produce a detailed, unclassified report of its findings. It may also have proposals for new legislation to prevent this from ever happening again. And the first hearing is scheduled for next week on the 27th. You might be wondering, what about Republicans? Will there be any more Republicans added? Well, Wednesday morning, the House Speaker rejected two of the Republicans' selections to sit on the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Then shortly after, the House Republican leader responded by pulling all the remaining of the three selections from participating at all. Monday, the House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy selected Representative Jim Banks, Representative Jim Jordan, Representative Kelly Armstrong, Representative Romney Davis, and Troy Mills. The House Speaker rejected Jim Banks and Jim Jordan, and yes, she does have the power to do that. In a statement, her response to her reasoning was... 
quote, with respect to the integrity of the investigation, with an insistence on the truth and with concern about statements made and actions taken by those members, I must reject the recommendations of Representative Banks and Jordan to the select committee. The unprecedented nature of January 6th demands this unprecedented decision. In response, the House Minority Leader then responded reading, quote, unless Speaker Pelosi reverses course and seats all five Republican nominees, Republicans will not be party to their sham process and will instead pursue our own investigation of the facts. Now, it's a little bit unclear what he means by this, given the fact that House Republicans do not have the vote to create their own committee for their own investigation. The House Speaker was originally pushed to have an independent bipartisan commission made up of members who are not sitting members of Congress, but Republicans blocked that bill last month. It is important to know that even though McCarthy did pull his five picks from the committee, Republican Liz Cheney, who was selected by the House Speaker, remains on the committee. Getting into rapid news, stamps, prices are expected to rise and delivery time to slow down. For more information, go to Medium and check out my most recent article about that. And First Lady Jill Biden arrived in Japan on Thursday morning to attend the opening ceremony of the Tokyo Olympic Games. Okay, good news, King. What do you got for our good news for Friday morning? Okay, so for this morning's good news story, a man was saved with a chip bag. I'm not even joking. NYPD officer Ronald Kinney was driving along one day when he happened to see a victim of a stabbing on the sidewalk, uh, having a hard time breathing. He had been stabbed in the chest. And so immediately he ran over to try and help. A bystander of the situation asked if there was any way that they could assist and help, to which Kenny told them to go inside the nearby store and get a bag of Lay's potato chips. So the bystander ran in, grabbed the chips, came back out, and Kenny dumped all the chips out of the bag and then used it to actually seal up the wound. He used tape to actually... uh, tape it down over the wound to make sure the air could not get uh, in or out. And this actually helped the victim uh, regain a little bit of breath, regain a little bit of stability. It didn't completely get him out of the woods, but then they immediately were able to rush him into an ambulance to which he was brought to the hospital. And uh, he was on his way to recovery. I mean, should we just call this man MacGyver? (laughs) You know, it's actually hilarious that you say that because in a statement, the commanding officer for Kenny's precinct actually said uh, that it was a MacGyver kind of situation. I mean, really, who would think to do that? It's such quick thinking and it's such creative thinking. Like... Honestly, 
it would be so easy to freeze in that kind of situation, let alone come up with that kind of solution. It's insane. Right. Like, I know myself, I would try to help out in that situation, do everything I could. Sure. But I honestly don't think I would be able to think of grab a bag of potato chips. Yeah. It, it's just such a an odd like idea. When you hear something like that, you think, well, what can a bag of potato chips do to, to help a stab wound? Right. But it actually did a whole heck of a lot, you know? Right place at the right time. Yeah, and it's funny because someone uh, during the following press conference asked him uh, what his favorite type of chip was, and he said uh, that it was Lay's. <laughs> so That's a great story, Nick, and it's right place, right time. MacGyver action there saved someone's life potentially. It, it's just kind of... It's a, Bag of potato chips. That's kind of like I would have never thought of that. It's so out there, but it's so great. Like I would have thought, like maybe an article of clothing at first. Sure, but, sure. But I mean, that's a lot more um, not contaminated, but um, a sterile. Yeah, it's a lot less sterile than a bag of chips because if you think about it, in the store, it's probably more cleaner than you know god knows where what you've been doing you know what i mean yeah 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 the quick thinking there the quick thinking the the just creative solution to the problem uh and it helps save a man's life which is insane so you know next time you're eating a bag of uh lace potato chips just know that it can save someone's life in the right circumstances but you know well, that's a great good news story. Thank you for that, King of Good News. That is the end of this Friday morning episode. Make sure you follow us on Twitter for the latest 24-hour breaking news so you are always in the know. Follow us on our personal accounts to see what we're up to. Head over to Medium because we are always writing about things that we do not get a chance to talk about here on the podcast. But until Monday morning, everyone, have a great weekend, and see you Monday morning. Bye, everyone. 